Welcome to the Get Fire Smart Podcast, a place to listen, learn, and hear from fire smart leaders to understand how to implement fire smart strategies and activities to protect your home, neighborhood, and community from the threat of wildfire. On the show, we interview fire smart leaders from across the world to share stories that provide practical tips and lessons to get fire smart. From community leaders to firefighting professionals to passionate homeowners, we dive into the stories of FireSmart and how you, our listeners, can learn the practical steps you can take to begin your FireSmart journey. And now, it's time to get FireSmart. Today on the Get FireSmart podcast, we speak with Jennifer Rice, the Parliamentary Secretary of Emergency Preparedness for BC. On the show, we discuss the current state of British Columbia and the importance for everyone to be engaged, prepared, and educated on the threat of wildfire. 2021 has started off as a record year in reference to dry conditions and active fires. And we discuss what people can do to get prepared and to take action. We discuss with Jennifer Rice, the threat of wildfire as a true reality in British Columbia. We discuss why is it important to be educated on the risks and what people can do to be prepared and to take action to protect their home and their communities. We discuss the role that FireSmart can play in getting people and homes prepared and the importance of starting today and not waiting until it is too late. This is a great episode to learn from an expert on preparedness. Let's dive in. Jen, welcome to the Get FireSmart podcast. Thank you for joining us today. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we're excited to dive into a a bunch of different topics today. Um, First off, where are you uh, calling in from today? Well, I'm calling in from uh, Terrace um, in northern BC, but uh, my home is uh, Prince Rupert in Koh Simchan Territory, about an hour and a half away. Awesome. So yeah, you've seen probably all parts of BC, and I know we'll dive into your story in a little bit. Um, Maybe for our listeners, do you want to give a quick background on on who you are, uh, who you are today, and a bit of your background uh, on your role? Sure. So... Hopefully your uh, listeners don't uh, shut off the podcast right away, but I am a politician. I'm the uh, MLA for North Coast, so I'm an elected official and I work in uh, Victoria, but my home is Prince Rupert and I represent a large area, Prince Rupert, Ida Gwaii, all the way down the central coast, including uh, a strip of the Bellacoola Valley. So that's my work as an MLA, but I've also been appointed Um, by the Premier to be BC's Parliamentary Secretary for Emergency Preparedness. Mm -hmm. I know that that's a mouthful and um, a lot of people ask what the heck is a Parliamentary Secretary, but it's uh, it's my job to assist the Minister um, responsible for public safety and the Solicitor General, so that's the Honourable Mike Farnworth. So I might... um, I might do work on behalf of the minister or be a government spokesperson for, for our minister. He has a huge portfolio. And um, by being a parliamentary secretary, I get to dive into a certain aspect of his portfolio, which is the emergency preparedness file, or the ministry is called Emergency Management BC. So uh, in a nutshell, I'm a, I'm a dean of disaster or the you know maiden of mayhem. <laughs> I like those, those nicknames. Before we started recording, we kind of talked about your journey and how long you've been in this role. Maybe for our listeners, just kind of mention, when did you start in this role? You know, maybe what have you seen? Obviously, we're recording this podcast 
um, in mid to late July, um, where it's been a busy season already in reference to wildfire and a bunch of other items. But maybe give us kind of a quick background on how long you've been in this role for and maybe other things you've seen. And then we'll kind of dive into kind of where we are today. Sure. Um, I've been a politician since 2013, but I've been uh, the parliamentary secretary since 2017. So it was early 2016 where I talked to our our leader at the time, now Premier John Horgan, about what work I really wanted to focus on. And having lived on the coast, I'd been through two major earthquakes with tsunami evacuations and uh, spent time in the Bella Bella region when they suffered a huge oil spill from the Nathan E. Stewart. And so that was really my introduction into the emergency program, uh, BC's Emergency Program Act. Um, And I also got to see how the federal system and the provincial system um, work together during, particularly during the oil spill. So I, you know, living on the coast, growing up with tsunami threats, having experienced um, the oil spill and, and seeing the, the systems at play, I was really interested and keenly interested in emergency, well, emergency management BC. And so I'd asked the premier if I could have this portfolio and um, dive in and, um, you know, way into the weeds and learn more about how this works in British Columbia and, and be involved on, on, you know, trying to make life better for British Columbians as, as far as emergency management went. So lo and behold, we, I had no idea that um, when I asked for this portfolio that I'd step into an unprecedented, um, the, the biggest wildfire season in BC's history in 2017. When you get your portfolio and you, you come into government, you're given a big binder, um, you know, six or more inches thick. And uh, it has everything you need to know about your portfolio. So I was given my my transition binder, it's called, and I literally read the first page. And then we were sworn in uh, in our roles. That was on a Tuesday. And on a Wednesday, they said, by the way, you're going to wildfire communities on Thursday. So uh, I read the first page and then I was off uh, traveling all over BC, um, visiting wildfire impacted communities. And uh, it wasn't until September that I actually read the, the binder that told me what I was supposed to do. <laughs> it was such a busy and unprecedented wildfire season. Wow. What a, what a way to start a new, uh, a new role is, uh, is jumping right in. Yeah, I, I remember... Um, coming back with this new vocabulary. Um, The government is so known for its acronyms and um, I didn't know any of them as far as emergency management or or BC Wildfire Service are concerned. I didn't know any of the acronyms, but I came back with this whole new vocabulary. And so when I did read my transition binder, it actually made a lot of sense to me. And, and, you know, no pun intended, but learning by fire hose was really beneficial. Yeah, I almost said that line, but... (laughs) I held back. Um, No, it's awesome. Just getting a background and your passion and your, and your drive comes across just kind of hearing you kind of share about your experience. And I'm sure our listeners will get that as well. Kind of going to present day today, obviously, you know, like I said, we are recording this kind of mid to late July, the 2021 fire season um, has started off to a record year, just in in reference to uh, fuel types, the heat, active fires, can you give us maybe a quick picture of, of the state of BC right now and 
whether you want to draw some parallels to 2017, just to give you know, our listeners a perspective of kind of what you're seeing, what your team is seeing. Um, obviously, you know, we'll date this podcast because things change every day, but give us a quick perspective of kind of what we're looking at right now entering the season. Sure. Well, the the current wildfire season is really concerning and there's, you know, approximately 300 wildfires burning um, right now. And we've had more than 1,100 wildfires so far this season. And um, we're not even into August yet. Uh, so that, you know, the BC Wildfire Service is using all their available resources um, to fight these fires. The current uh, dry conditions present a significant challenge to, to get the fires under control. Um, and many areas of BC are experiencing high or extreme fire danger ratings. And we've already had evacuations. It's really early in the season, but we've had um, 30, over 30 wildfires have prompted evacuation orders or evacuation alerts. And then just recently, like yesterday, our uh, public safety minister, the minister that I work for, um, declared a provincial state of emergency. So that speaks to the severity of the situation that we're facing right now. Yeah, it is. Um, you Everywhere you go, everywhere you read, it's top of mind, um, both in articles, both in talking to your neighbors and your communities. Um, Cause it's, it's early in the summer, you know, we're in, we're in July and we still have a couple months of, of active season. For people that are getting concerned, getting nervous, you know, what's important for homeowners and, and for people of BC to, to get prepared and educated? Like, where do people go? What's kind of some of those first steps, you know, outside of listening to this podcast, but you know, where do people go to kind of start that journey to learn and, and get prepared? Because um, it's often overwhelming. You kind of read these um, these articles and you kind of hear um, the stories. But, you know, what would you kind of say to people in BC? Where do they get started? Where do they learn? Um, what are some of those kind of early steps? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think I'd refer people to two websites. Um, the website that I rely most on um, is preparedbc.ca. So on that website, you'll learn about all sorts of hazards, not just wildfires, um, and how to, you know, get prepared, how to develop an emergency plan for your family, for your neighborhood. Um, you'll get all kinds of uh, resources on what to pack in a, in a grab-and-go bag. But um, the other website that, you know, you, we refer to a lot on this podcast is the firesmartbc.ca website. So basically both of these websites link to each other. So you'll, you'll get the information by hitting one of them, but that would be my, um, my first recommendation uh, on where to go and, and, and get information. I think mm-hmm. it's really important to, even if you're not impacted by wildfire currently, it's now is the time to prepare. Um, so, you know, get your, papers in order, your, find your insurance papers, get your ID, make a grab and go bag. Because when, um, you know, when you're in the actual emergency, you won't have time to, to put all that together. And you might not have the wherewithal, you might be stressed out and you can't think straight and, and remember everything that you need. So we're hoping that British Columbians are making a plan right now and, and getting prepared right now before they're impacted. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask, I mean, your title says it all. I think we talked about your, your, your role and your title as Parliamentary Secretary of Emergency Preparedness and two words that come up there is emergency and preparedness. And I think as British Columbians, 
and probably Canadians too, we don't have often, and I'm generalizing here, but the sense of urgency often, you know, you often hear these stories, Hey, that doesn't affect me or, you know, fires far away or, you know, it's not going to happen. But what we're seeing now with, I think you mentioned it, 300 wildfires, active fires, 1100 already this season, like it can happen really quick. And so how do you really stress that urgency that, you know, we've seen, you know, cities like Kamloops, um, you know, everywhere just get impacted. How do you kind of stress that urgency to people um, throughout BC that it's a, it's a real threat? Yeah. And, and that's, that's difficult. What you, you said, basically we're often motivated by crises and um, we're not necessarily as human beings, you know, we're notoriously known for being ill-prepared because we get complacent and there's actually a, there's a lot of research and surveys that have been done on how prepared British Columbians are. And we didn't very, we didn't fare too well. Um, so of course I'm, you know, doing this podcast and, and trying to get the message out there that we really encourage people to, to be prepared themselves. I know that we often, we, we rely on our welfare service or we rely on emergency personnel. We think they're always going to be there. And yes, as, um, as a government, we are going to do our darndest to serve British Columbians, but we also count on individuals and communities. Like everybody has a role to play. And I think that's what I really want to stress is that we all have a responsibility as individuals as well. It's not just up to uh, the various levels of government that um, everyone has a part to play. Yeah, we hear that a lot is, you know, when there is an, an issue or, or a threat of fire is, hey, you know, BC Wildfire Service is going to help, structural fire is going to help. But in those situations, you know, there's only so much time, there's only so much, so many resources. And I think you, you really said something that's critical to, to fire smart is that preparedness piece and and taking ownership, whether it's your home, whether it's your community, because there's a lot you can do. And the hard part is recognizing that when that alert is right there compared to doing it in advance. And I think we talk a lot, I think on previous podcast episodes, some of the, the practical tips that people can do. Anything, like you said, getting prepared, removing vegetation, cleaning those gutters, um, just having that perspective and that preparation. Any other kind of tips or comments in regards to kind of taking that ownership and and um, playing a, a, a kind of a key role in, in your own neighborhood for people of BC? Yeah, I guess I was I would just stress that it, it doesn't have to be a big onerous task, that there's a lot of little things and you just touched on some of them. It, you know, it could be as simple as, you know, sweeping the, you know, sweeping the dust out of the corners of your porch um, or cleaning the leaves and the needles out of your gutters. And these aren't really difficult or expensive things that you can do to be fire smart, but you know, there's something, there's always something that you can do. And uh, I just wanted to stress that it doesn't have to be, you know, onerous or expensive. Yeah. And it's small steps do make a difference. And I think um, you had a story earlier before we started recording, just in that moment of stress, it's often like it's chaotic and you don't know what to grab. You don't know what to, to bring. I think you'd shared a couple of stories of people you've heard that have been in that situation where in that moment, they're not thinking clearly, maybe they don't grab the right thing. I can, I, I'll let you tell that story, but. Um. Yeah, I think, I think we underestimate um, how quickly we can react when an, when an emergency event happens like a wildfire. And that's why we keep stressing. And, and, and that's why, you know, I will, you know, keep saying it over and over, but 
you know, that now is the time to prepare um, while you're not in the emergency because, you know, things can change really quickly and you don't have time to react. And if you do, sometimes the stress can really impact your, your, your ability to critically think. And, you know, I've heard stories of what people have grabbed when they've been evacuated. And one woman was, you know, she was so stressed that the only thing that she could think to grab was a watermelon. So she grabbed this huge watermelon and put it in her car and evacuated with nothing else. She didn't have a change of clothes. She didn't have any drinking water. You know, she didn't bring her important papers and her identification, but she grabbed this watermelon. And, you know, we can laugh about that now because it sounds kind of funny, but for her, that was a pretty dire situation. And, um, you know, there's lessons to be learned from those where we can just do the work now while we're, we're thinking clearly and we're just ready to go um, should things change really rapidly. Yeah. I mean, that is a story that looking back, you can kind of chuckle at, but if anything, it shows us, you know, the reality of the situation, like it's a stressful moment. And I think even before we spoke on the podcast, um, you know, fire does move fast. When we talk about embers, you know, moving from fire to fire and just the ability for that transfer and how fast it can go. What we're seeing now with the winds, the weather and how dry those fuel types are, like it does move fast. And I think that story just explains it. You know how much time you, and you grab a melon, you know, people listening are probably chuckling, but I know I could see myself doing something pretty similar uh, in that moment of stress. And so, so it moves quick. I think kind of one question maybe for you, not in a question, but maybe just elaborating on the importance of like how fast that fire moves. And, and if you have, have time to prepare, kind of what are your thoughts there in reference to the speed of fire and the speed of situations changing? I think we talked a little bit about that before we started recording, but it changes fast. And I think, you know, that's pretty much all I, I would have to say on that. I would say that it changes really fast, uh, as you just mentioned, but it's, you know, faster than you can prepare. Uh, and I guess that's the key thing. So hopefully, you know, people are, are thinking about this while we have, you know, wildfires uppermost on our mind right now. Um, whether you're impacted directly or not, now is the time to, you know, make an emergency kit and prepare a grab and go bag and, you know, re review the resources on firesmartbc.ca or preparedbc.ca to see what you can do for, for yourself, for your family and for your community. Awesome. And then any messages kind of to people of BC, obviously uh, podcast is a, is a great opportunity for people to listen and, and learn from you. Any kind of overarching messages that you uh, are, are hearing from your team or are messages that you want to get out to, to people uh, throughout the province? Well, I think every step you take to make your property fire smart is absolutely worth doing. Um, and it's never too late to start. And it's, it's important to note that fire smart is backed by a vast amount of field laboratory and modeling research. So its methods have been demonstrated time and time again to reduce the risk of losses, even under the most extreme uh, conditions. And that's why there's fire smart programs, not, not just in BC, but across this country and across many countries. Um, they, you know, they may have a different name than fire smart, but essentially the principles um, remain the same and it, they've proven to, to work. So it's worth visiting um, the fire smart website to see what you can do. Yeah. I'm always blown away by the research and the stories of 
the impact that FireSmart has, even those small steps. And we've had the opportunity to film homeowners, you know, that have taken the steps to FireSmart their property and their home still standing. And it's pretty powerful when you're walking with a homeowner and they're pretty amazed and they see fire all around their home, but their home for the most part stayed intact because of that work that, that um, was invested. And then even talking with, you know, firefighter professionals and when they look at homes, what can be saved, what can, you know, how do you, can it be defensible? So, you know, when you're looking at a season like we are now, so early kind of in July, you know, those steps, those really make a difference. And I think, you know, that's kind of our, our overarching message is that those steps do, do make a big difference. And it's, I know for, for, for everyone that we've spoken with, it's pretty overwhelming of, of how those, and like you said, it's not just Canada, it's, you know, it's Australia, it's in the U S it's, you know, fire doesn't, you know, I can't remember I heard this before, but fire doesn't really choose friends or, you know, they have a plan, right? Fire's got a plan. It's going to go where it wants to go. Um, and so it's pretty interesting when you put it in that perspective for sure. Yeah. It's certainly not going to stay within the boundaries that you've defined. It's got a mind of its own. Yeah. So thanks so much, Jennifer, for coming on the show and, and sharing your perspective and, and lessons learned. Um, as we close out, any, any last comments or, or thoughts or perspectives to share with our listeners? Yeah, you, you know, I think about how we've all as individuals have done our part to um, fight COVID-19. Like we've really seen people come together by staying apart. Um, and, you know, it's just that type of commitment and that type of resiliency that we're, we're asking for when it comes to being fire smart. So I'm really, you know, encouraging and hoping people will, will visit the fire smart BC um, website or check out preparedbc.ca for you know tips that they can they can implement in their lives. So yeah, thank you for you know thank you for the role that everyone has played, including the BC Wildfire Service and all the uh, emergency management personnel that are on the grounds um, looking after British Columbia. And so thanks and a shout out to them, but also to in the individuals that we're counting on to do their part. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on the show. We'll definitely link to a bunch of the comments that we discussed so that people can see those resources. And yeah, just to echo your comments, there's a lot of people that are working hard um, and it's going to be a busy summer. And so, yeah, I think the message that we really want to get across today is, you know, everyone can play that role and everyone can take those steps to protect our, our homes, our communities and our province. So thanks for coming on the show and uh, excited to dive in. Thanks for having me.